Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today for the NCC More podcast. Our goal with this podcast is just to add a little bit more value to your spiritual journey uh, from our Sunday morning messages. And we just wrapped up our series entitled Come and See this past Sunday. And we talked about seeing greater, seeing greater. And we took it out of John chapter 1 where Jesus has called Philip to follow him. And then Philip goes after his friend, Nathaniel, and he finds Nathaniel. And he says, Nathaniel, you need to come and see this one who the prophets talked about. Moses told us was coming. He, he is the Messiah. And as Nathaniel was walking towards Jesus, Jesus says, now there is a true man of integrity, a true Israelite. Nathaniel responds, but how do you know me? And Jesus says, I saw you sitting under the fig tree before Philip found you. And Nathaniel has a, a salvation moment where he confesses, you, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then Jesus responds and he says, do you believe this just because I told you? I saw you sitting under the fig tree. Surely you will see greater things than this. You will see greater things. And it's a great reminder to us all is that life doesn't end at our salvation moment. Our spiritual journey doesn't come to a conclusion at our salvation moment. No, that is merely the beginning. We have a moment where we confess who Jesus is. We believe in our heart who Jesus is, and we have this salvation moment, this salvation experience, but that is the beginning of which Jesus says, you're going to see greater things. Now, I know you just saw who I was, but you're going to see even greater things as we journey together. And it's just this principle we see in action here is that the closer we get, the better it gets. The closer we get, the better it gets. And on Sunday, I told a story when I went to my very first first hockey game just a few months ago when I was in Pittsburgh and got to watch the Pittsburgh Penguins play. And we were sitting on the second row, I mean, right behind the glass. It was an amazing experience. But what I realized is that the closer you get, the better the experience is. The better you can see the expressions on their faces, how fast the puck is really traveling as it flies through the air. It's a better experience. And the reason it's a better experience is because you can see greater. You can see clearer. But then there's also a truth that if you want the better experience, if you want to see greater and you want those good seats right down there on that first row, that second row, that third row, that you're going to have to pay more money for it. And we talked about how it's the same in our journey with Jesus, that whenever you get closer to Jesus, the experience gets better because you get to see greater. But there's also a cost with that. There's a cost. And now I'm not talking about a financial cost. You don't pay your way into that first row seat with Jesus. But there is a cost. There is a cost of time. There's a cost of effort. There's a cost of sacrifice. There's a cost of showing up when you don't want to show up. There's a cost of serving when you don't want to serve. There's a cost of praying and reading when you don't want to pray and read. There is a cost. And sometimes we, we want the great seats, but we don't want to pay the price. We want to see greater. We want a, a greater experience, 
but we don't want to pay the price that's going to allow us to see that and to experience that. And so here's what we we come into contact with. We come into contact with, if I want a greater experience in life, if I want to see greater in my life, then I have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get closer to Jesus. Well, then we have to ask ourselves the question, well, how do I get closer to Jesus? Because I can't sign up for Jesus's class. He's not teaching any more classes here on earth. Jesus is not here anymore. He was dead, buried, and resurrected nearly 2,000 years ago. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. I can't sign up for his class. So how do I get closer to Jesus today? Well, the one thing that we can do is we can begin to read our Bible. We can begin to read our Bible and we can begin to learn more about Jesus. We can begin to learn more about the Father. We can begin to learn more about God's wisdom and God's ways. And as we learn and as we read, we will draw closer to Jesus. Not only can you open up the Word and and find Jesus uh, and, and get closer to Him, but you we need to engage in relationship with other Christ followers. There's a number of ways to do this. We we need to do this whenever we come together and, and worship together on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday night or a special service. We we need to do this in small groups. We need to get in groups together so we can have these, uh, these moments together. And then we just need to have conversations, whether that's over lunch or over coffee, where we are engaging in, in uplifting, positive, Christ-centered conversation with other Christ followers. And whenever we begin to pay the price for these things, because listen, this doesn't just happen. Now, we know here at North Point that we have a mission, and that mission is creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community. And we know that that doesn't just happen by chance, it happens by choice. It doesn't just happen automatically, it only happens intentionally. You have to create a Christ-centered life. It doesn't happen because you wish it would happen. It doesn't happen just because you show up to church once a month. No, you have to create Christ-centered every single day, bringing Jesus into the center of your life, into the center of your family every single day. Changing culture. Changing culture is not going to happen just because you are a believer. Just because you love Jesus doesn't mean you're going to change the culture of your heart, the culture of your home, the culture of your of your church, or the culture of your town. No, no, no. That only happens when we submit to the process of creating and doing the hard work of creating a different culture. And then community doesn't happen by itself either. Community doesn't happen just because we show up on Sunday morning and worship with hundreds of other people. No, no, no. We have to work hard to create community, to create these relationships. And as we do these things, as we do these things, as we commit to living in in relationship with others, as we commit to reading the Bible, as we commit to prayer, taking time each and every day to just stop what we're doing, Put our focus on God and say, God, I'm not thinking about my to-do list. I'm not thinking about what that person said about me last weekend. I'm not thinking about all the regrets and disappointments of my life. No, 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 no. I'm not stressed out and worried about what's happening tomorrow. No, no, I'm going to take a moment 
and I'm blocking all of that out. And I'm going to put my attention and focus and I'm going to have a conversation with God and I'm going to meditate on him. I'm going to meditate on his goodness. I'm going to meditate on his power. And you see, when we do these things, when we commit to prayer, when we commit to reading the Bible, when we commit to living in relationship with other believers through this process, we are drawing closer to Jesus. And as we pay the price for this, understanding that it's not just going to happen, we have to create it. We have to pay the price for it. We have to sacrifice for it. It's going to take effort. But when we do that, we realize that we are drawing closer to Jesus. And when we get closer to Jesus, we experience three things. And this is what I shared on Sunday. But the first thing we experience is greater faith. We experience greater faith. The closer we get to Jesus the greater things we will see, and therefore, the better things we get to experience, the greater things we get to experience in our life. And the first thing that we get to experience is greater faith. I want you to hear this and, and, and understand. Maybe you want to even write this down. If you want it, you got to get around it. If you want it, you got to get around it. If you want it in your life, you got to get around it. This is what all of the people, uh, all the wealthy people say. If you want money, you got to get around money. If if you want to, if you want to start a great business, if if you want to do something great, you got to get around people who have started great businesses. If you want to be wealthy, you got to get around people who have become wealthy. You can't just hang around with Uncle Timmy who is broke, busted, and disgusted. You can't hang around with the guy who has tried to start three businesses, but he hasn't made one succeed. But he's got all the tips and all the things that you need to know to start your business. No, you got to get around the person who has started one business and been successful and start another business and been successful and has figured out a way to grow and to scale and to be successful. If you want it, that's who you've got to get around. And it's the same way when it comes to faith. If you want faith, you've got to get around people that have faith. And when we draw closer to Jesus, we see the very essence of faith. When you start reading in your Bible and you see how Jesus stood up on the boat and he spoke to the winds and the waves and all of a sudden the storm was silenced, that will build your faith. Whenever you read the Bible and you see how Jesus took f- five loaves of bread and two fish and he multiplied and he fed 5,000 men plus women and children would have been fifteen to 20,000 people, that's going to build your faith. When you read about Jesus teaching and, and preaching and they, they, they dropped the, the paralyzed man through the roof and Jesus spoke to him, and he healed him, and the man jumped up on his feet, that's going to build your faith. You see, these things are building your faith. The closer you get to Jesus, the more the faith on the inside of you is going to be built. And whenever you see faith, it's going to help you live in faith. I mean, don't you know that that's what helped the disciples when they saw the waves and the wind obey? Don't you know that what they saw helped them to live in faith when Jesus was gone? When they saw all the miracles, when they were there, when Jesus turned the water into wine, when they were there, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, come on, don't you know that what they saw impacted the way that they lived? It's the same way today. Whenever you open up your word and you begin to read about what Jesus did and you begin to see faith, it's going to help you to live in faith every single day. And not only that, but when you get around other Christ followers, and you hear their miracle stories, 
and you hear their testimonies and you hear about what God has done for them in their lives or in the lives of their children, how God carried them through the difficult times, strengthened them and sustained them. Guess what it's going to do for you? It's going to strengthen you and give you the boldness and the confidence and the faith that what God did for them, he will also do for you. You see, if you want it, you got to get around it. You got to get around it. You got to get in your word and you got to see what Jesus did so that you know what he can do for you. You got to get around other Christ followers, hear their stories so you know what Jesus can do for you. And you got to block that out and you just got to pray and you got to meditate on the one who is the creator of heaven and earth. You got to meditate on the one who has all power in his hands. You have to meditate on the one who said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And as you pray and as you meditate on him, it will begin to to build your faith, but if you want it, you've got to get around it. It's greater faith. It creates a greater experience when we live with greater faith, but not only when we get close to Jesus do we experience greater faith, we also experience greater freedom. We also experience greater freedom. Now, if you remember in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus came into the synagogue and he asked for the, the tablet or the scroll of Isaiah, and he read there off the scroll of Isaiah what Isaiah was prophesying about himself, that he came to preach the good news to the poor, that he came to release the captives, to open up the eyes of the blind, that those who are oppressed might be set free. You see what Jesus came to do. Jesus announced it himself. This is what I am here for. I am here to bring greater freedom. Now, how does Jesus bring greater freedom to us? He brings greater freedom to us through truth, through truth. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You see, this is how the truth uh, helps us in our lives, how the truth sets us free is because it allows us to see. You know, somebody told me one time, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> it, it it sounds obvious, but but we really don't know what we don't know. And guess what? We can't see what we can't see. We're blind, but we don't even know that we are blind. And Jesus says, that's what I came for. I came so that the blind might see. Now, surely you could say he is talking about those who are physically blind. Of course, Jesus healed many blind people when he was on the earth. Uh, but it's not just that. It's not just those who were blind in their physical eyes. It's those who are blind in their spiritual eyes. It's those who are blind in their soul. It's those who can't see the truth for what it really is. Jesus says, I came so that you might be able to see what you have never seen before. But not only that, Jesus came to set the captive free. You see, sometimes we are captive and prisoners to feelings and emotions and shame and pain, and we don't even know we are prisoners. Jesus said, I came to let you know that you are a captive, and I came to open up the door so that you would no longer have to be a captive. See, sometimes we are oppressed. We are oppressed by 
things that have happened to us. We are oppressed by the stress and the worry that this world tries to heap on us. We are oppressed by these things and we are carrying a heavy, heavy load, a heavy weight. And Jesus came and said, no, I came so that those who are oppressed might be released from that oppression. So Jesus comes to bring freedom into our lives so that we can see more than we've ever seen, that we might step out of what we have always been trapped by and we might put down the heavy load that we've been carrying for all of these years. And what do we experience? Freedom. It's what Jesus came to bring. So the closer we get to Jesus, the more freedom that we are going to have. And now this is an ongoing process. This is not a one-time experience. Sometimes people say, well, you know, yeah, I went to that one weekend where we had a special service. It was a, a freedom weekend. And I went to that special service and whoo, man, that was really good. And I got, I got free. Wow. That that's fantastic. But what Jesus wants to do is bring freedom into your life on a continual basis. He wants you to see greater. He wants you to experience more freedom, to be released from other things, to be released from your past, to be released from your prejudices, to be released from your fears, to be released from your anxieties. He wants you to be released from that condemnation, those old relationships. He wants you to experience freedom and be released. And this is an ongoing process that will take place until we die. It's not a one-time prayer, not a one-time experience. This is an ongoing process. Jesus wants us to see greater so we can experience greater freedom in our lives happens when we get closer to him and not only that but lastly we talked about when we get closer to Jesus not only do we experience greater faith and greater freedom but lastly we experience greater fruit we experience greater fruit now if you think about growing fruit if you're going to plant some trees. You're going to plant an apple tree. You're going to plant an orange tree. You're, you're, you're going to plant a tree. We know that there's a few things that it takes in order for that seed that you put into the ground to turn into fruit. It's going to take time and it's going to take intentionality. It's going to take time and intentionality. It's not just going to take time. It's also going to take intentionality. And it's not just going to take intentionality, it's also going to take time. These two things are working together to produce fruit. It's going to take time because it's not going to happen as fast as we want it to happen. And, and it's not just going to happen because we, we allow there to be time because there's got to be, there's got to be some fertilizer. There's got to be some things that we do to make sure that we are putting that, that tree in the optimal place where it can grow and be fruitful. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you want to produce fruit, here's what you have to do. You have to remain in me, remain in me. Come on, in that phrase, I want you to see two words, time and intentionality. Remain, that means time. It doesn't mean just get plugged into me. It means you got to stay plugged into me. It doesn't mean just connect with me whenever it's convenient. No, no, it means I've got to stay connected with Jesus on a regular basis. I've got to remain, that's time. And then it's also intentionality, remain in me. I have to be intentional 
I've got to be intentional about my thoughts. I've got to be intentional about my schedule. I've got to be intentional about what I am participating in. I've got to be intentional about my calendar. I've got to be intentional about what I spend my time doing. I've got to be intentional. It takes time and intentionality. If we want to produce greater fruit, we have to remain in the one who is the only hope that we have to produce fruit. We can't produce fruit at the level that we were created to produce it on our own. Now, sure, you might can produce a little bit of joy and a little bit of peace and a little bit of generosity and a little bit of kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you cannot produce it on the abundant level because the abundant level is a supernatural level. Now, you can produce it on a natural level. And there are some great books out there from people who say, hey, I'm going to help you uh, be more generous. And I want to help you have joy in your life. And I want to help you find your peace on the natural level. And they can give you some good tools and some good habits to help you generate that on a natural level. But Jesus didn't come to give you these things on a natural level. Jesus came to give it to you on a supernatural level. That's why Jesus said, I didn't come for you to have a good life. I came so you could have an abundant life. That means you're going to have to tap into me so that you can live this abundance, this supernatural life that only I can give you. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, my joy I give to you, my authority I give to you, my power I give to you. The world can't give you what I'm giving you. So when we talk about greater fruit, abundant fruit, the only place we get that kind of fruit is by remaining in him. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And the closer we stay connected to the vine, the better and greater fruit we are going to produce in our lives. But it all comes down to us being willing to pay the price for those close seats. We must be willing to do what it takes to get close to Jesus. We have to be willing to spend that time reading the scriptures, to spend that time in prayer, to spend that time investing in relationships that are all going to help us get closer and closer and closer to Jesus. And as we get closer to Jesus, we will see greater. And as we see greater, we will get to experience greater, greater faith, greater freedom, and greater fruit. And the beautiful thing about all of this is that this is what we are inviting other people into. We are inviting other people in to this life that's better than we ever dreamed even possible for ourselves. We are inviting people to get closer to Jesus so they can have the faith they need to face the challenges that they're about to face. So they can have the freedom that they need so they will no longer be blind and captive, but that they can that they can run the race that God created them, them to run. They can fight the fight that God created them to fight. And lastly, they can bear the fruit that we all want to have and that they can bear it in an abundance manner. Father, I just pray right now for every single person that is listening to this podcast. God, I ask that in this moment, God, that our hearts would cry out for more, that our hearts would say, yes, we are willing to pay the price, to make the sacrifice, to give the time to draw closer to you so that we might see greater and that we might experience the greater things that you have for us. 
greater faith, greater freedom, and greater fruit. And that we would invite other people into this journey that they might experience this these same things in their life as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening today. I trust that this is adding value to your life. And we are headed towards Easter Sunday. This Sunday, we've got three services for you, 8 a.m., 9.30, 11.15. I want you to be here, and I don't want you to come alone. Invite a friend. Invite a family member. Invite a coworker. Bring somebody with you because we believe that this Sunday, people are going to experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, and their life will never be the same. God bless you. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic day.